Thank you for tuning into The World Game, a World Cup podcast. The podcast that will have everything you need to know about the World Cup. There will be recap episodes throughout the tournament, so you won't miss a storyline. Maybe there was a 90th minute game winning goal. Maybe there was some controversy. Either way, we'll dive right into it. My name is Peter Roman. I've loved football all my life, and thanks for joining me on this journey. Before we get into the episode today, I just want to mention, you know, the migrant worker situation. It's horrifying that, you know, there was slave labor used to build the stadiums that ultimately are the reason this tournament's happening. And so obviously my heart goes out to the victims and the families and everyone affected by the horrible human rights abuses and, you know, I'll keep mentioning it at the start of every podcast that I do. So, this episode should be a lot of fun. So, let's get into it. Today's episode is about match day three. Now that it is in the books for groups A, B, C, and D. So, basically, this is the way it's going to go down. I'm going to break down match day three for those four groups in this episode. And then on Friday, I'm going to have the recap episode for groups E, F, G, and H. And Friday will be a double episode day because I will also have another video previewing the round of 16. The knockout stage gets going Saturday. So Friday will be a double episode. Today's episode, just a recap. But of course, I'm going to mention who plays who in the next round now that we have four of the round of 16 matches already in place. Can't wait for it to get going. So let's get into it. Starting with Group A. Group A had one really intriguing game and one not so intriguing game that kind of you didn't need to watch. Like if you didn't watch Netherlands and Qatar, I don't blame you because it pretty much went exactly how people expected it would go. So we'll start with that game. So Netherlands, Qatar, nice and quick and easy. Cody Gakpo continues to be one of the stars of the tournament. He scored again in this game, so he now has three goals in the first three games of the tournament. The other goal was scored by Frankie de Jong for the Dutch, and they won 2 to nothing. and Qatar go home as the worst host nation of all time. They scored one goal, they had zero points, and they had a minus five, oh, sorry, a minus six goal difference. Rough rough tournament for them for the netherlands the win gave them top spot in group a and so they advanced to the round of 16 in first place which is what they expected to do it wasn't quite as impressive as i'm sure they were hoping it would be but they got the job done netherlands are through yeah netherlands are through as group winners in group a so with that out of the way let's move on to the game that mattered Senegal and Ecuador. So, this game, back and forth, but didn't start out the way I was hoping it would. So, going into this game, Senegal had to win. Ecuador only needed a tie. And unfortunately, I think Ecuador sort of embraced that part, where it felt like they came out in this game trying not to lose and not trying to win. So they cared more about not losing versus winning. 
And in my opinion, that's not a good strategy to implement in games like this because I just don't like the idea of playing really negative. I think you try and play to win the game. Obviously, you know, if there's like 10, 15, 20 minutes left in the game and you're, you know, you need a tie to advance, then yeah, park the bus. But I just, I don't like that strategy from the start, from the get-go, because you're just inviting pressure and it's really, really hard to defend like that and not make mistakes for 90 minutes. And unfortunately for Ecuador, it's exactly what happened. Senegal took the lead in this game in the first half. They were Senegal was by far the better team. Like I said, Ecuador came out very conservative, very defensive, and Ecuador or sorry, Senegal was on the front foot and they had to be because they needed a goal. And they got the opening goal from Ishmael Assar. He won the penalty. It was a pretty obvious penalty, like no doubt about it. So, Assar stepped up and you know, scoring a penalty kick, like, you're supposed to score a penalty kick. You, They go in more often than they don't. But the way Sar took this penalty was so, so cool. And it's even more, like, awesome to think about because Sadio Mane is the guy that normally takes the penalty kicks for Senegal. And so for Sar to be given the opportunity, the chance, the moment for his country... He's stepping up in the place of Mane, and he scores a no-look penalty. If you haven't seen the pictures of it, go look at it. It's awesome. It's just as cool as you like, as confident as you like, he scores a no-look penalty. And I mean, for, for that moment, I mean, hats off. That is so, so brave. But you know what? If you got the confidence, just go for it. But, like, man crazy crazy but like such a cool goal and so Sar gives Senegal the lead they led one nothing at halftime they fully deserved to be in the lead and so Ecuador rightfully needed to change things up and needed to go more offensive and they did and they were they got rewarded with a goal Caicedo scored and so Ecuador tied up the game it was 1-1 and so now Ecuador's going through didn't last very long and for Senegal this just is so cool. Like, both goals, just you could talk about it forever because they're just such cool stories and how they were scored. And for the second Ecuador, or sorry, excuse me, the second Senegal goal, it was about who scored the goal and why it mattered and why it mattered beyond just the game. So, Kaladu Koulibaly, the captain scored the game-winning goal because Senegal won this game 2-1 the final score Koulibaly with the game-winning goal he is not only the captain of this team but this was also his first ever international goal think about that he's played like I think he's played like 70-ish games or something like that for Senegal the national team and he hasn't scored but he's a defender you know what he's a center back defenders don't score that many goals in their career right you know it's not that they score zero but like the the amount of goals that defenders score in their career is usually can be counted on one hand maybe sometimes two hands but for Koulibaly to get his first ever international goal in the world cup in the third group game and it's the goal that sends your country to the round of 16 for the first time since 2002 doesn't get cooler than that it's an awesome moment awesome awesome moment for Senegal very very happy for Senegal 
it was obviously heartbreaking when Sadio Mane couldn't play. Sadio Mane is their best player. He got injured before the tournament. But this is a very resourceful team. This is a very cohesive team. And they're African champions, not because of just one player, but because they're a team and because they work together and they work hard and they're really talented and they have a lot of good players. And they showed that in this group. And so my hat's off to Senegal. They fully deserve it. They're through as the second place team in this group into the round of 16. Unfortunately, with the win comes the loss for the other team. So Ecuador, again, I disagree with the premise of going out there and trying to be defensive, trying to be conservative. And it's like, oh, we don't need to win the game. We just need to get a tie. And it's like, but you shouldn't think like that. And so in my opinion, Ecuador deserved to lose. Unfortunately, they just weren't at their best in this game. And for them, obviously, this is really heartbreaking because remember that Netherlands game? Ecuador played better. Ecuador was the better team against the Netherlands. They were unlucky not to win that game. And if they would have won that game, they would be the ones going through right now. But they didn't. And, you know, this sport for as beautiful as the sport of football can be, it can be just as cruel on the other side. And Ecuador found this out the hard way. They were very close to advancing to the round of 16 for the first time since 2006. So they should still feel really proud of a lot of their performances. I think they played really well in their first two games. The third game obviously didn't go the way they were hoping it would. But this Ecuadorian team is really young. And they should take a lot of positives from not only making the tournament, but also how they competed at the tournament. And in my opinion, watch out for Ecuador at the Copa America. The, Copa, the next Copa America is in 2024, and don't be surprised if Ecuador makes a run to potentially like the semifinals or the final in that tournament. So, great future for them, but obviously, you want to win in the present. You don't want to lose that game. But again, as beautiful as the sport is, sometimes it's really cruel, and that's the case for Ecuador. But congratulations to Netherlands. Congratulations to Senegal. They're through from Group A into the round of 16 and in my opinion anyways making the knockout rounds that's that's where the fun is that's where the stress but also the ultimate joy if your country actually wins so that's group a on to group b in group b we had the united states playing iran and we had england playing wales both games did mean something, but one game was more important than, than the other one. So we'll start with the less important game, England-Wales. The reason why it was less important, just England was kind of already through, and Wales really needed the win, but also needed a little bit of help. So unfortunately for Wales, they sucked in this game. England won easily. It was 3-0 the final score. England got two goals from Marcus Rashford. One of them was like a really great three-kick goal. And then Phil Foden got the third or the other goal for England. And they advance as group winners in Group B. So they are through to the round of 16. Wales are eliminated. Unfortunately for Wales, the Iran game, you know, they lost like on a goal in the last minute of the game. That sucks. They obviously, you know, tied with the United States. And then they were just really bad in this game. This was not a good game for the Welsh team. So tough tournament for them, but they made it for the first time in, you know, many, many decades. So 
there's at least something to be proud of. And this is a team that, you know, they had a great run at the Euros. And so I think people should feel overall pretty positive about this Welsh team. But it's also kind of sad because, you know, Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, and some of these other guys might not be around next time. And, you know, how many more kicks of the can can you have with this group? So it's a little bit sad at the same time, but Wales just really weren't good in this game. England England won very easily, and England's got to feel pretty good about themselves. The United States game didn't go that well for them, but they kept a clean sheet. And then they kept a clean sheet against Wales. They didn't against Iran, but they were able to win and score six goals, and they scored three goals in this game. So, you know, it may, it might not have been super consistent for England, but they had good performances offensively and defensively throughout this group. And if you can just put it all together, they can make a real run at this thing. I'm not saying that, that football's coming home, but, you know, maybe you can dare to dream, right? That's what they say. So that's pretty much the England-Wales game. On to the more important game, USA-Iran. So the United States won. one nothing the final score. The goal, it was a really great attacking play. McKinney, by the way, played really good in this game for the United States. And he helped set up the the early parts of this play. And it was Christian Pulisic who scored the game-winning goal. He l- quite literally put his body on the line to score the goal. He got clattered by the Iranian goalkeeper, uh, Baron Vand. And, like, when I say clattered, I mean clattered. He... They're saying, I think it was an abdomen injury, I believe, is what I saw. But, like, it looked like he got hit in the nuts. So that hurts a lot. Speaking from experience, having played the, you know, sport of football, it sucks. And, you know, he he was very brave in going into that challenge. And he needed to be because he scored. And that was the difference. His country is going through to the next round because of that goal. So, hats off to Pul- um, to Pulisic. Hope he's okay. I hope he can play on Saturday. But the United States got a big time win, and Iran, you know, similar to the Ecuador thing. Like I just don't think they came out trying to win the game. I think they came out trying to get the tie. Again, I think that's just a mistake fundamentally as far as tactics and strategy are concerned. Iran had some chances in the second half, but they just didn't generate enough to me. Although they did have, you know, a couple pretty good moments. And then they had debatably something that could have been a penalty late in the game. I wasn't quite sure because there was an arm on the on the shoulder. But, like, he kind of fell down really easily. And it's like, well, if the referee would have called it, I wouldn't have, like, hated the call. But the referee didn't call it. And I don't hate the no call either. Because, again, like, yes, there's some contact. Yes, there was a hand on the shoulder. But he also fell down really easily, and I think he tried to sell and exaggerate the contact, which is what a lot of players do. But, you know, as a referee, you have to sort of walk that walk that fine line, if that makes sense. So for Ren, it sucks. And you could see how much, how upset they were after the loss. The players were in tears. By the way, this was a really great moment. You had the American players consoling the Iranian players who were obviously really upset that their country is now eliminated from the World Cup. But I just thought that was a really cool moment at the end of the game to see the players on the field. There's a lot of, you know, mutual respect there. And so that was cool to see as well. 
And that's pretty much all I have. So congratulations to England. Congratulations to the United States on advancing to the round of 16. England will play Senegal on Sunday. The United States will play the Netherlands on Saturday. So, should be good. Can't wait for that. I will have the preview of those games in my round of 16 preview episode coming out on Friday. So make sure you're on the lookout for that one. Now on to Group C. Group C's final day can be described in one word. Madness. Just madness. But in the best possible way. Unless you cheer for one of these countries, in which case, probably the worst possible way. So, I'm going to talk about both games kind of at the same time. I know normally I talk about one game and then I'll talk about the other game. But these two, these two games were so important, I'm just going to talk about them together. And so, you'll have to bear with me on this. So, we had Argentina versus Poland and we had Mexico versus Saudi Arabia. Both games were 0-0 after the first half. Argentina actually won a penalty kick in the first half. And Lionel Messi stepped up and was denied by Chesney. This was, by the way, not a penalty at all. It was completely incidental contact. And, like, I can't believe they called the penalty. But you know what? I guess Ronaldo got an undeserved penalty. So Messi gets one, too. I guess that's how it goes. But anyways, so 0-0 after the first half. And Argentina were the better team in the first half against Poland. But Poland, I thought, defended really well until the penalty that, should have been, that shouldn't have been called got called. After the penalty kick, Poland were in shambles, at just shambolic defending. They, it was a complete fire drill for them. They were running around. They weren't sure where to be. Their positioning was bad. They weren't defending as a unit. No one had any idea what to do, and they couldn't calm themselves down. And they were very lucky to get into the half without conceding a goal. So Poland, at least for the moment, were still alive. In the other game, Mexico had some chances. They, Mexico completely dominated Saudi Arabia in this game. Mexico had some chances, and they weren't able to score. And, you know, as the longer that game goes, you know, Saudi Arabia hangs around. You know, you never know, right? They could absolutely create a few chances. They did, have a, they did have a couple of good opportunities in the first half, but Mexico outnumbered them, in my opinion, as far as the dangerous chances go. So, on to the second half. This is where the madness begins. So, first we have a goal from Argentina. It was a goal from McAllister, and basically it was not even a minute into the second half they scored. Poland completely switched off defensively. I don't know what on earth they were doing. It was really bad, and McAllister slotted it in. He was wide open in the middle. Ball got squared across. He shot it in. Pretty simple. Easy as easy as you like, basically, for Argentina. So they led 1-0, and so now Argentina is sitting in first place in this group. And then Mexico score next. So Martin scored the opening goal for Mexico a few minutes into the second half, and that gives Mexico a 1-0 lead. So, as things stand, Mexico need a little bit more help in order to advance, but Argentina's winning the group. So, next we have Chavez. Chavez scored one of the best goals of the whole tournament. It is an unbelievably good free kick. Go watch the free kick. It's so good. It's just, it's hit really hard. It hits the side netting. It's everything you want in a great free kick goal was scored by Chavez. So Mexico lead 2-0. It 
They still need more help because their goal difference is going to come back to bite them against Poland. And they got a little bit more help. Alvarez scored for Argentina. Argentina up 2-0, and they were in cruise control. Argentina going through to the round of 16, clinching first place. So now we had a very, very interesting predicament. Because with Mexico winning 2-0 and with Poland losing 2-0, now it comes down to yellow cards. Not a joke, by the way. It actually would have. Because Poland and Mexico tied each other 0-0. They each would have had the same number of goals scored and the same goal difference. So the final tiebreaker is yellow cards and card accumulation. And Poland had fewer yellow cards than Mexico. So as things stood in that second half at that moment, Mexico was going out on yellow cards. If you're wondering if this has happened before, it did last time. In the 2018 World Cup, Senegal went out to Japan on yellow cards. So it's really cruel, but it's part of the rules. And so you have to know that. And so Mexico needed another goal. They either needed to score one more themselves or they needed Poland to concede one more. And man, oh man, Poland should have conceded way more than two in this game. The final score for Poland-Argentina was 2-0, but Argentina should have won 6-0. The only reason Argentina didn't win 6-0 is because Wojciech Szczesny, the Polish goalkeeper, was spectacular. He made save after save after save after save, and just, he's the only reason it wasn't 6-0. He's the only reason. He was so good. Poland's defending in the second half was so bad. There was so many odd man rushes. Argentina had so many chances. Chesney just, he kept bailing out the bad defense. And so Poland, that game finishes because the Mexico game went a little longer in the first half with extra time. So there was like, I think, seven-ish minutes left in the Mexico game. The Argentina-Poland game is done. 2-0 the final score. Lock in stone. So... Now it comes down to this. Can Mexico find another goal? And the actual answer is they did, but it was called back for offside earlier in the second half. So they needed a real goal to come back for them in order to advance from this group. And they just didn't get it. And Saudi Arabia got them on a counterattack. And Saudi Arabia scored with five minutes to go in the game. Aldosari scoring for Saudi Arabia, but Mexico could still advance as long as they got one more goal. They just needed one more goal, and it was so close, but yet so far. And so heartbreakingly for Mexico, they they don't lose the game. They win the game 2-1, to one, the final score, but they lose out in the group, and so it is Argentina and Poland just barely making it out of the group and advancing to the round of 16. Saudi Arabia eliminated, Mexico eliminated. For Mexico, it is the first time they haven't made the knockout stage in 44 years. And if you're wondering, yeah, there was immediate consequences. Tata Martino, the Mexican coach, was fired immediately after the game. Not that surprising. The Mexican the Mexican media like kind of hated Martino to begin with because they felt the team was underperforming. They should have done better in qualifying and all these other things. And then this was the final straw because for a country like Mexico, they love this sport a lot. And 
for them not getting out of the group is just a catastrophic failure especially because poland isn't that great but for poland they made it out of the group so congratulations to poland it wasn't pretty and they had to hang on for dear life and they got one of the best goalkeeping performances i've ever seen at a world cup from chesney in order to do it but it doesn't matter how you get there it matters that you get there so poland advance in second place congratulations to them congratulations to argentina after the opening loss to Saudi Arabia, they won the two games they needed to win to win the group. And so they're through as group winners. For Saudi Arabia, their wait for a knockout round game will have to continue. This was probably their best chance they've had so far to make the knockout rounds, but they beat Argentina. You can still take a lot of pride in that. So that was Group C, and that was just absolutely insane to watch on my television. And so now... We're going to move on to Group D. Group D, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because there just isn't a lot to talk about. First, we had Tunisia and France. And so this game, France put out the B team because they didn't feel they needed to put out the A team. And I mean, they're sort of right. They France had basically locked up first place in this group, and they did. They lost this game, though. one nothing. the final score. Tunisia with a historic win over France. And the goal was scored by Kazri. In my opinion, Mandanda, the French goalkeeper, should have done a lot better on this one. But credit to Kazri. He made a really good play. His shot was at least accurate, even if it wasn't that powerful. And for Tunisia, really big win. Although, I should add, there was controversy at the end of this game. Antoine Griezmann scored for France. It was taken back for offside because there was an offside in the buildup because someone got involved in the play. And I just... I don't know why it was offside. It was a really terrible call because he clearly wasn't involved in the play, but okay, whatever. It's fine. It, di it didn't actually matter result-wise. The game that mattered result-wise was Australia-Denmark, and so this is the game I'm going to talk about a little bit. So first, Australia. Australia have made the knockout rounds. They won. Lecky scored a brilliant solo goal. He dribbled around the defenders and Fired it low in the corner, and Australia won this game 1-0, shocking Denmark, and sending them home in last place in the group. If anyone had Denmark finishing last in this group, um, hats off to you, I guess. I mean, it was very unexpected. I don't think many people saw that coming, and rightfully so. Denmark is a team that made the semifinals at the European Championships. Denmark is a team that has players like Christensen, like Schmeichel, like Eriksen. And for a team with players like that to not get out of this group is very surprising. But I have to give credit to Australia. This Australian team isn't like star isn't star-studded at all. They don't have a lot of like star players or players that like most people would recognize. But this Australia team has a lot of heart. They have a lot of determination. And you could see in this game, because in my opinion, the most upsetting part about the Denmark performance against Australia was that it felt like there wasn't the urgency there should have been for a team that literally needed the win, otherwise they were going home. But Australia, they literally put in maximum effort. It was Australia. The Australian players, 
they were running they were giving it everything they had and you could just see it the determination on their face they were going to run they were going to make every tackle they were going to you know just every single moment of that game mattered to them and i don't know if it mattered to denmark in the same way like sometimes in sports like the the really lazy thing to say is that the one team wanted it more than the other team and it's like well that's not always 100% true and i feel like it's kind of lazy analysis personally but in this game it's actually true this is actually the way to describe this game australia wanted it more than denmark did and they won because they put in more effort they were willing to make tackles they were willing to run after balls they were willing to do the dirty work they were willing to do the things you need to do to grind out a result and win the game and that's exactly what they did and so australia are through to the knockout rounds for only the second time in their history and i believe it was like 3 30 in the morning australian time or something like that but i saw a bunch of videos on tiktok and other social media platforms about the australian fans despite the fact it was you know not an ideal viewing time there was a lot of them in the street and of course they were partying and celebrating as they should with their team advancing to the next round France won the group, but I mean, you know, we kind of knew that going in. So congratulations to both teams. And so we have our other round of 16 games. It is Australia versus Argentina, and it is France versus Poland. So those are the round of 16 games. Like I said, I will have a full preview of those games in my round of 16 preview coming out on Friday. So make sure you look out for that. And that brings us to the end of the first four groups for match day three it was a lot of fun and if you support any if you support any of those countries i'm sure it was very stressful but as a neutral as someone that just loves this sport and loves watching this sport i could not have been more excited and more thrilled to get to watch the games that i got to watch so that was great and I really hope the next four groups can live up to the billing because it'll definitely be hard to do that. But of course, it's the World Cup. It's the beautiful game. And it's the world's game. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The World's Game, a World Cup podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I will be doing reaction episodes throughout the tournament. The music is from Pixabay. The whole thing gets going on November 20th, so make sure you subscribe and don't miss a moment of the 2022 World Cup.